This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 496 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horse Lovers and Gray Wall Equestrian. The rest of the story brings us a Gail Stewart original called A Stable of Marble. Mary Kitzmiller joins us with her first monthly spoiler-free movie review of Avengers Affinity War. And the Horselovers.com product review of the week is Wintech Elastic Dressage Girth. Listen in. Howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek here, and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Show on the Horse Radio Network. Welcome back. We have a fun show planned for you today and a new segment. Of course, uh, everybody knows Mary Kitzmiller listens to our show. She is a host of of the training episode once a month on Horses in the Morning and a well-known trainer, Road to the Horse competitor, and a lot of fun. And she's also a movie buff. So starting today, we get a movie review for you, and she's going to come back once a month. Sometimes it'll be horse movies, a lot of times not. They're going to be whatever movies are topical at the time. We all go to the movies, so and she's so much fun, and she loves, she knows her actors, and she loves movies. So we're looking forward to adding that to the roster. I did my surgery, I'm, uh, shoulder surgery, and this is the first episode of Stable Scoop after that. Everything's going better. So I'm starting to get use of it back again. I'm out of the sling, and I'm very happy to be back here on Stable Scoop, bringing you some brand new shows, some brand new stories, and a lot of fun. Speaking of stories, we're going way back in time with Gail Stewart's first one, and uh, the name is going to sound familiar to you. Well, the name of the Emperor. A Stable of Marble by Gail Stewart. This is one of the strangest horse stories in history, one that's been told and retold for over 2,000 years. In those days, around 37 AD, horses had a rough go of it. They charged into battle as war horses, then they were harnessed up for chariot races, the most popular sport in Rome, where they risked life and limb in the Circus Maximus. Built prior to the Roman Colosseum, the Circus Maximus was an oval-shaped track about 2,000 feet long and 600 feet wide, with two turning posts at either end. Up to 200,000 Romans gathered here to cheer on their favorite charioteers. Chariots are two-wheeled and pulled by one horse or teams of two horses, four horses, or eight horses. They raced counterclockwise seven times around the oval, with the sharp turns at either end. It was a dangerous business for all concerned. A free-for-all where horses tripped and fell, they got tangled in their harnesses, and they were trampled. Charioteers fell out all the time and died under thundering hooves and wheels. One day, Caligula, Rome's young emperor who ascended to the throne at the age of 24, made his way to Circus Maximus. There, a certain stallion racing in the harness and colors of charioteer Eutychus caught his eye. A big, strong stallion with fire in his eyes and invisible wings on his feet. The stallion held the most important and dangerous position of all in the chariot, the front and farthest left. It was his responsibility to make the precise pivots around the turning posts. If he swung too far out or clipped the post by swinging too close, the race and often the chariot were lost. This stallion was smart and sure-footed and knew his job. Eutychus and his stallion claimed the victory. Then Caligula decided to claim the stallion for himself. You may continue to race this horse, Caligula told Eutychus, but from now on he belongs to me. And so on that day, the handsome stallion became Caligula's. And it was his last normal day on earth, 
before moving into a bizarre life on Caligula's palace grounds. Caligula was the great-great-grandson of Julius Caesar, and an enigma to everybody. At first, he treated his subjects kindly, and they returned his affection. Then things went awry. Young Caligula suffered a catastrophic illness, a disease that stole his sanity. He became cruel, deluded, and tortured and killed his subjects at whim. Conversely, though, he found joy in his new horse. He housed him in a stable of marble, fed him from a manger of ivory. He wore a blanket of imperial purple and a halter adorned with precious jewels. A legion of servants tended to his every need. He was made a Roman citizen, a senator, and a priest. And one ancient legend says he was given a mare named Penelope for a wife. Caligula arranged for his horse to invite dignitaries to grand banquets, at which the stallion was served oats with gold flake relishes, chicken, and even roasted quail. Alarmed citizens of Rome realized that Caligula's heaping of human honors upon his stallion dovetailed with his apparent decline into madness. Eutychus saw it too, and stayed loyal to his stallion, secretly sneaking into his stall to feed him proper food of good oats and grain, and the horse continued to thrive and win races. So what was the emperor's purpose in his behavior toward his horse? Did Caligula really intend to award him the title of council, the highest level of political office in Roman times? Were the grand banquets hosted by a stallion elaborate jokes? The hypothesis has been put forward that Caligula's handling of the stallion was a royal ruse, designed to provoke the Roman senators. Others say it was a satirical play, comparing the Roman senate to a horse, implying that a horse could do as well as the human senators. Caligula's erratic behavior and excesses were thin. He ruled for only five years, and his own guards murdered him at the age of 29. In modern culture, Caligula is usually referenced as a tyrant, a cruel madman, while his horse remains a sorry figure. As far back as 1742, the stallion has been used as an allegory, a reference to political incompetence. He was a subject of a poem titled Caligula, written in 1974. In 2000, a radio program produced by the British Broadcasting Company told the story of Caligula from his horse's point of view. He was mentioned in the novels I, Claudius, and Atlas Shrugged. And what was the name of this ancient legend? A horse humanized by Caligula? His original name starkly contrasted with the life he was later to lead. It was Porcellus, which in Latin means little pig. This name, of course, would not do for Caligula, so he gave him a new name which means swift. That name was Incitatus. This story was written by author Gail Stewart. She wrote the book 100 Horses in History, True Stories of Horses Who Shaped Our World. You can find that book and all of her other books at 100horsesinhistory.com. That's 100, the numbers, 100horsesinhistory.com. Review time! My favorite part of the show, where yay. I get uh, yay! I get together yay. with uh, awesome listeners who have volunteered to try out some nifty product that they're not familiar with, and then come on and tell us all about it. And with me this evening, Lisa Wysocki. You know her from the Opium Equation and other wonderful titles. How you doing, Lisa? I'm great. 
I'm great. Excited to be here. Yay. Uh, yeah. We, we we get to talk to you on the morning show pretty regular when you sub we substitute do. host in when Glenn decides to take a sick day and things like that. Yeah. But, or if Jamie's out, you know, in Hawaii or some other exciting place. Exciting place. Isn't yeah, that I interesting? get to come. You sub yeah. for Glenn when he's sick, and you sub for Jamie. <laughs> when she's she's either in California, or she's at a horse show, or she's in Hawaii, or you know, yeah. that is that is a, an insight right there. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Anyhow, <laughs> you are you volunteered to test out the WinTech elastic dressage girth. So yes. tell me uh, what you did with it, who wore it, and how you liked it or didn't. Well, I, I will tell you this. I love WinTech products. I, I just, I think they're awesome. And so we put this uh, this girth on um, our draft cross. His name is Lex. He's, uh, ooh, I think he's 15. And he's a Shire Belgian um, thoroughbred cross. Wow. And and he's, he's amazing. And um, we liked the girth for the most part. I mean, it stayed in place and it's easy to keep clean, which is really, uh, important here in the South, you know, particularly as the summer's coming up, you know, you want to be able to wash those girths and keep them, you know, yeah. molded, mildew and sweat free. And yep. um, so that was easy to do. Um, you know, they, they market this as a stretchy girth and it's not as stretchy as you might think because the stretchiness is kind of like on the inside of the center of the girth versus on the ends where we're all kind of used to. Huh. Um, yeah. And um, so, but the horse seemed to feel comfortable. Lex seemed to feel comfortable. And I really like, I, I just don't like to use a girth that doesn't have some kind of stretch in it. I just think that's, it helps the horse breathe and not feel like, you know, they're being cut into. And, you yeah. know, um, yeah. if I were a horse, I'd want to wear a stretchy elastic girth and um he seemed comfortable although you know just in, in inspecting it it doesn't look like it's all that stretchy and it doesn't feel like it's all that stretchy but i think that it is so it's kind of magic <laughs> magic now the neoprene this is made out of neoprene comes in many many shades yeah. is is it the sticky flat kind is it the waffly kind this can, is kind of a waffly it? black okay. and um you know it's it seems like it's it's very comfortable for lex and um you know it seems even though it's waffly it gives pretty even coverage so you're not getting like waffle marks um oh yeah on your girl, no, you no know? waffle prints on the pony yeah no no, and um, you know, and, and granted, now it's it's been winter and it's been colder, so we did not try this product in July when it's 102. Um, it you know it's it's cooler weather, relatively speaking, mm -hmm. but uh, we've been really really happy with it. And mm -hmm. um, once you got past that, oh, this is a stretchy girth that doesn't seem all that stretchy, then then it's great. <laughs> <laughs> now the. Does it have roller buckles on the buckles? Yes. It has yes, buckles. it does. And it's very it's very easy to use. And, um, you know, you can just pull it up onto the billets. It comes off. doesn't stick like some of the other girths might. You know, sometimes you're trying to get those buckles and, and they're just sticky. And um, it comes on easy. It comes off easy. Um, we really, you know, we really do do like it. I just like, you know, and I think we're so conditioned to see stretchy ends on things, mm -hmm. on girths. That, that it's kind of a mind shift. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get it. I totally get it. I also have this exact same girth. Oh. Um, 
Yes, and do you I like do. it? I do like it. I have also used Wintech products for years. Yeah. And the design stretchability of it is a learning curve. I agree. It is. I try to think of it more as it it helps you not over tighten the girth. When you snug up the girth and put it yes. on your horse, make it snug. And then when right. you sit down, it has a little bit of give to it. So I, I try to use it as if it didn't have elastic. Yeah. You know, I snug it as if it didn't have elastic and it seems to work out perfectly. And yeah. and personally, one of my favorite things about the Wintech girth is the quality of the stainless steel buckles. Because I am yes. in Florida where everything rusts and molds. And the, the stainless steel is really good quality and it holds up and doesn't pit yeah. and doesn't rust so well and we're not far behind you here in tennessee on all of that rusting and you know because it's so humid here and that's that's another reason why i just in general like the wintech products we've had some wintech saddles that we've had forever and you know we have four very diverse therapy horses these wintech saddles are the only saddles that fit every single horse they're amazing they're amazing yeah they're they're really good and the wintech products hold up and i would expect that this girth would would over time hold up really well just like the other wintech products do. There you go. The Wintech Elastic Dressage Girth. Yes, it's elastic and it's hiding on the inside. <laughs> it, is, it is available at horselovers.com. That's horselovers with a Z.com as we record this review for $44.99 in sizes 20 through 40. Yeah. Yes, that's right. They make a really giant dressage girth for really giant horses. And thank you very much, Lisa Waisaki, for. Oh, you're so by. welcome. Yeah, we're just happy to be here. The upcoming movie review is brought to you by Graywall Equestrian. Graywall Equestrian is dedicated to providing top quality products from everyday essentials to something special for the show ring. Graywall offers items for both horse and rider, including turnout blankets, tall boots, grooming tools, leather halters, hunter jumper and dressage bridles, paddock boots, and much more. Every item they carry has been selected by knowledgeable equestrians and horse riders just like you. The staff at Greywall Equestrian makes sure the equestrian tack is tested and inspected to ensure you get the very best quality and experience. Plus, they provide 100% money-back guarantee. Find Greywall products at your local retailer or visit Greywall Equestrian at greywallequestrian.com. That's G-R-E-W-A-L equestrian.com. He only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. Well, now we welcome Mary Kitzmiller to the show and hopefully the first of her monthly movie reviews. Now, these are not all going to be horse movies. This could be new movies that are just out. You know, horse people do see other movies, right, Mary? Oh, yeah. I almost exclusively see other movies. See? <laughs> but I, do, I, I get in the horse movies, too. Mary is, of course, host uh, once a month on the third Thursday of the month of Horses in the Morning. She does a training episode with us. She's a well-known trainer in Texas. Does many... Well, right now, you got, what, two Mustangs going for the M- Mustang makeover. Um, so, so she does many things, but what a lot of you may not know about Mary is she loves movies. 
a lot. And uh, it really had, goes into depth with them. And she's going to be joining us once a month for the reviews. And what movie are you remo- reviewing this week? It, there's only one, right? Yeah, there's only one that matters. Uh, and that's out right now. And that is in, uh, Avengers Infinity War. This is part one, uh, which came out last Thursday. And I saw it a few days ago, and uh, it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Now, let me qualify um, with everybody. This is going to be spoiler-free. We're going to make sure this is spoiler-free so you don't have to turn it off. I'm going to try my very, very best. <laughs> I'll beep her if she goes too far. Okay, I'll beep her out. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you have to say about this movie? Because I've been, I've been seeing some reviews, and they're all over the place on this one. Yeah, um, I, I think the movie was as good as it could have been. Um, this was a tall order, and Marvel has done this very well before, in that you are balancing so many plot lines. You're seeing the culmination of the last 10 years, 18 movies, all mashed into one. It's like over two and a half hours long. You've got over 25 characters in the movie, and they're, most of them are very important, have very rich storylines. And so uh, they balanced that, I, I think, as good as they could. Uh, it does feel a little bloated at times. My favorite characters did not get nearly enough screen time. Who are your um, favorite characters? Uh, well, my very favorite character is the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. uh, something about a deadly assassin is just is very appealing to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I like him. Of course, I like Captain America, Black Widow, all your favorite Avengers. I... I Really like them. I think um, Thor's character is really great. I think his last movie was the best Thor. They finally got the tone right on that. Um, and I agree a- with you there, by the way, with the last yeah. Thor movie. I think the first couple Thor movies were almost too dark, and the last one they added some comedy to it, and they let him be him. And it was kind of, it was better. Well, that's the thing about Chris Hemsworth is, of course, he's gorgeous, um, probably the most beautiful Avenger, um, <laughs> and, even over Black Widow. Um, but yeah, the, the first Thor movie was good. I thought it introduced that character really well. Second one was just a miss for me. Um, the third one, they, they took a, they took a page from Guardians of the Galaxy, made it really cool, retro, funky, and just a ton of humor. And it showed just how funny this guy is, in addition to being, like, ridiculously good looking, which, you know... It's just pretty Well, awesome. and he's been known for comedies in the past. He's a good comedian. He's good timing. Yeah. 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 And a former actor on, um, oh, Saddle Club. Ah, right. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Just a little trivia. You work in the horse angle. <laughs> there, we covered horses today. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Are there yeah, any horses in Affinity War? Uh, no. Okay. okay. No horses in Affinity <laughs> There's other creatures, um, but no horses. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I was saying, you've got a lot of characters, you're, you're juggling a lot of uh, stuff and plot lines, and um, so I did, that was the big con for me, was a lot of my favorite characters maybe had two lines, you kind of wondered, well, what are they even doing here? Um, and it... At times, it felt more like a Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2.5 than it did an Avengers movie because uh, they had a lot more screen time. They had a lot more plot. um, And, of course, they were were responsible for delivering all the humor in the movie, which I I thought the movie was hilarious at times. Really good with your quick, pithy one-liners that that kind of broke up the drama and monotony and, and made you laugh, which I thought was really fun. But yeah, yeah, not enough Captain America, not enough Winter Soldier. Um, 
But again, that's going to be the problem when you're balancing so many plot lines and everything. Well, uh, let um, me guess about the plot. It's a Marvel movie. I've not seen it yet, but it's a Marvel movie. So there are aliens that are going to destroy the world and they have to save it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the general gist <laughs> of it. Um, <laughs> um, it it's, uh, so they've been alluding to this the last several movies uh, about Thanos, uh, who's, who's the big bad in this one. And, uh, you know, the gist of the plot, not really giving too much away, because if you've seen the movies, you've seen this coming. He's uh, trying to collect all the Infinity Stones, put them in his little magical Infinity Gauntlet glove, and, uh, yeah, destroy most of the universe. Um, and that's Josh so, Brolin, right? That plays... Uh, yeah, who yeah. really, really good. And for a giant, completely CGI, purple alien character... He was very human at times, um, and you almost, when you have a bad guy who's just evil, like, I'm, I'm bad and I want all the good guys to die, it doesn't, uh, you don't feel invested, um, you don't, uh, you've got to add some humanity, even though he's an alien, um, and so it really showed you what his motives, however skewed they were, were, he just didn't want to go blow stuff up for the sake of being evil. So I thought that was really good. I thought Josh Brolin did a really good job. Um, and this is, this plot is one that was, they actually borrowed a lot from the uh, Thanos storyline in the comics, which uh, occurred around the early 90s. I think it's a six-part series. And they improved on it um, because his motives in the comics were really, really bizarre and not, um, just just kind of a weird he had really weird motives for wanting to do what he did, um, so they changed that up for this movie. Um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty terrific how they handled that. I know a lot of people weren't um, who I know who who I've talked to weren't really invested in the whole Thanos thing. They thought it was a little Thanos heavy, but again, if you've seen the movies, you've seen this coming. He's made cameos in a few of the other movies. He was the one who sent Loki to attack New York in the um, original Avengers movie. Uh, and so it's this is where it's all culminating. This is like the Voldemort of uh, this uh, this storyline. Um, and so now it's like this is the battle. Uh, it's much more than just the world at stake. It's the universe at stake. Um, and so that's why you've got all the characters coming together and trying to stop him. Now, um, now of course, this is coming off of one of the, what, like the number three movie of all time with uh, Black Panther. And I assume that Black Panther played a role in this one. And uh, I hope that to see his little uh, gar a female attack force who are wearing the red outfits because uh, they are hot. <laughs> um, yes, he has, uh, he has a, a, a big part to play. Uh, one of the big battles is in Wakanda. Um, so that was, and that was probably one of the best scenes in the movie, uh, is when you actually see characters fighting, it's not just, we're going to set this up, we're setting this plot line up where, um, uh, it's not just exposition. This is where it's like, okay, he's here. We're going to kick some butt. And that, that involved a lot of the Black Panther cast. And I actually have not seen Black oh, Panther yet. I've Mary, heard a lot about it. Oh, Mary, you got to see it. I know. That's what I've, I, I've heard. It's it's, I, I think it's the best Marvel movie yet. 
I've seen it twice. I I just think it's a, it had storyline. It wasn't just all battles. Um, The Uh story was good. The whole thing was just well done. And of course, it's a very female empowering movie because the Black Panther's whole army is females pretty much. Um, So, you know, his guards are females. And uh, I think you're going to see those little red outfits on every girl at Halloween and the Black Panther outfit on every boy at Halloween. It's uh, my prediction. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and they did have a, uh, they had a, as prominent a role as they could have in this movie. Yeah. They were trying to balance so much. Um, so that was one of my favorite scenes was uh, the ones involving Black Panther and his army. Now, how about um, my least favorite character? I'm going to get emails about this in the whole of Marvel Universe is Spider Man. Uh, was Spidey in this one? Yes. And I tell you what, uh, that so of the few Marvel movies I haven't seen, Black Panther being one, which I will remedy that as soon as I possibly can, Spider-Man, I did not see. I saw him in Civil War, which is where he kind of first makes his uh, debut as Marvel's Spider-Man, um, not the Sony version. Right. Uh, and so I did not want to see the Marvel Spider-Man just because I've been... I've seen so many Spider-Man movies at this point. <laughs> I know more about Peter Parker's origin story than I do about my family history. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I just couldn't watch another Spider-Man. However, he was terrific in this movie. Um, it was really good. They play him it, off of... That's Tony Tom Stark. Holland plays uh, that now. Um, yes. Yeah. And and he's, you know, of the Spider-Mans I've seen, he is the best cast because you had, like, Tobey Maguire, who looked like he was 40 and in high school. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, Andrew Garfield, I thought, was really good and really funny, but those movies just weren't, they weren't good. Uh, they didn't do what, you know, his... They didn't do him justice. Um, so I do think this is the best Spider-Man, and he has a... a I don't want to give anything away. He has a terrific scene in it, very good scene. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought he was great in this movie and ended up being um, one of the characters I got really invested in. So what would you give this movie? I would say a solid B. Um, okay. What was missing? Uh, it's not that... Um, anything was necessarily normal. or was there too much <laughs> yeah you have two and a half hours yeah was there a bathroom break was there an intermission at all because i'm going to be going Not to the bathroom three times in two and a half hours yeah yeah no i just made sure i didn't get a coke at the movies <laughs> or else i would have missed most of it um <laughs> but but yeah i think a b because if you're a marvel fan you've been invested in the movies you know where this is going or read the comics you kind of know the plot lines um i think you're going to love it because you know you're you're just invested you know what marvel does um you know that this has been coming so i think you're going to enjoy it i actually went with someone who has not seen a marvel movie before and that was interesting because i was worried that mm. she's she's never seen it she's not going to know you know, who's doing what and where, because some characters are on for a few minutes and then they're off and then it jumps to another universe and then it's, it, or another galaxy, another planet. And I was worried she wouldn't be able to follow it and sit through it for two and a half hours, but she actually really enjoyed it. She, she laughed along. It was really funny in parts. Um, I think if you're not, uh, as into the movies, you'll probably, uh, I, I would, I would definitely not recommend this be your first one to watch. I would, yeah, I would because get started on the even Marvel the fans go to some of these movies, and I, I, I've watched them all, and I go with Jennifer, and I go, now which superhero? What's he do again? Because <laughs> you just, yeah, <laughs> this was sort of like watching Game of Thrones and like getting in on it on like the fifth season, 
and some character shows up, you don't even know their name, and you're like, why? Why is this person now, important? Who is Gabora so- again, and Nebula? What does she do? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the, the Guardians, like I said, this feels more like a Guardian sequel than an Avenger movie, because the Guardians play some pretty big parts Please in tell it, me Groot. I, I, is it Groot or Baby Groot? It's Teenage Groot now. Oh, Teenage Groot. And okay, good. Yeah, so he's got his face in a game controller, and he's rolling his eyes, and so he's going through puberty, and it's just kind of a little turd most of the movie. Um, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have I Am Groot, by the way, as my text uh, ring on my phone. Uh, <laughs> baby. There's a really baby I am interaction Groot. between Groot and Steve Rogers, uh, which is very funny. Um, so who's the Marvel? Uh, so we'll, we'll get off of the the movie a little bit. Uh, obviously, if you're you're a fan, you're going to go see it. So uh, thank you for that. But who is who? Do you think who of the of the superheroes that has not had a movie yet that you would like to see have their own? Uh, well, Black Widow has been. Oh, Scarlett like, Johansson. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a movie of her either. To be honest. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean Black Widow. Not you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, who was in the Horse Whisperer to tie horses? Yeah. Back there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. She definitely. She has to have her own mini- movie. She not just because she's a badass character and she kicks butt and all of this, um, but her backstory is so rich. You could do a prequel and and just get a really cool like espionage thriller type movie going i think that would be phenomenal um just because uh he's my personal favorite uh i would love to see a winter soldier movie um for the same reasons kind of a cool character plus you have all this backstory that you could go and explore and actually he and black widow in the comics have a history right Uh, so even them in a movie (laughs) together where he plays second fiddle to her would be that'd be my dream marvel movie to get made there you go. Yeah, I um, I was looking through the list, and uh, I, there there are some of these that I just you know they uh, you will see. By the way, no matter which one of these, whether you see Black Panther or this one, you stay through the credits to the very end. I mean, the yeah. end, the bitter. Unless end. you're an amateur. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you definitely stay. I know the amateurs always leave, and it's like there's two in Black Panther. There's two Easter eggs coming. What I think, and without having seen Black Panther, what I think is Marvel's one of their two best movies in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and um, the directors of that, the Russos, um, actually directed Civil War, which I think is is one of Marvel's best, and they they've directed this Infinity War Part One. Uh, we have Part Two coming out next year. Um, so, and, and that's another reason why the movie wasn't like everything I hoped it would be is because it is part one of a two-parter. And if you've watched any one of these bloated trilogy series movies where they break up a story into two parts, the first one's always kind of, it doesn't feel finished. You're dying to see the next one. It, it's just a, a launch pad into the next one. And that's so the, you have the reviews kinda, I've seen have said, it'll, this one will leave you hanging. Um, yes. Yeah. It'll definitely, um, it'll definitely take some turns that you weren't expecting. Um, it does have a different feel. I, you know, I almost felt like I was watching Star Wars at times with this movie because they did a lot of cutaways, and I almost expected them to do that kind of crazy fade in and out that you see in the original Star Wars movies. The score felt very Star Wars, and you know, when they'd end up on a different planet, you'd see the name of the planet come across the screen. It just felt Star Wars. 
Esque. Well, this sounds good. Thank you so much, Mary, for for joining us and uh, chatting a little bit about uh, the newest Avengers movie. Appreciate it. Not a problem. And of course, you can find Mary and all of her work at marykitzmiller.com and also on Facebook. Just search for Mary Kitzmiller. It's Mary Kitzmiller Horsemanship, right? Yes. All right. Very yes. good. Thanks, Mary. We'll see you next month. Go see another movie. Uh, okay. Will do. Well, that wraps up this week's show. We hope you enjoyed the movie review and the story this week, as well as we hope you continue to enjoy all of the product reviews that Horse Lovers provides. Also, special thanks to Gray Wall Equestrian for being a sponsor of our movie review this week. We have other shows, lots of them, 17 others. Maybe this week you could just try a new one, one you haven't tried before. Just hit play on the app. Go to Horse Radio Network app, iOS or Android. Download it's free. It's easy. And hit play on one of the other shows. If you haven't tried Heels Down Happy Hour, that show is getting very popular. It's very unique, and it's getting very popular. Of course, I'm over on Horses in the Morning every morning, five days a week. We'd love to see you there as well. Thank you, everybody. Remember, stablescoop.com, and keep on scooping. Scooping.